Good evening. Welcome aboard the night train with Jeff and Henry. So sit back, relax, and travel with us to the supernatural and beyond. Join us for cocktails and conversation. Kids, tonight's going to be a really interesting topic. Paige, myself, and Jeff were discussing Ghost of Virginia for the month of September. Our cocktail tonight is... I just spilled some. <laughs> what is this called, Paige? It's called a spectre. Spectre. A spectra. Spectre. 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 Like a ghost is sometimes called a spectre. Okay, and what exactly is the menu of tonight's cocktail? The recipe? Yes. We have Kahlua. Uh-huh. We have Amaretta. I like. And Godiva white chocolate. All right. So, mm. yeah. <laughs> Better spectre than sphincter. So tonight, we're going to talk about something that I came across that I really thought was interesting. We, thank you, I had to just get the clutter off my shirt. Yeah, I'll give you a bib next time. Thank you. What we're going to call the story is The Curious Vision. Basically, that's the ghost of George Washington. George Washington was our first president. He was one of the founding fathers and all around real cool guy. Dang good general. Damn good general. And he chopped down a cherry tree. He did not. We don't know. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of like American folklore. Well, I've seen it in cartoons. Oh, so it's true. It has to be. (laughs) I saw it on the internet, so it must be true then. Absolutely. Jeff, why don't you talk a little bit about his home? Well, Mount Vernon, uh, the property was granted to George Washington's great father, great-grandfather, John Washington, by King Charles II of England. Actually, John Washington and his friend Nicholas Spencer were awarded a 5,000-acre land grant from uh, Lord Thomas Culpepper, under dispensation from King Charles II of England. The grant consisted of a pencil of the peninsula in the Potomac River, bordered by the Dogue Run and Little Hunting Creek. And then that land would be divided equally between Washington and Spencer. So, next to the Washingtons are the Spencers. Next door to them? Yeah. <coughs> and the estate was named after uh, British Admiral... Edward Vernon. Speaking of the Brits. We would like to give a shout out to our condolences for the royal family. The news came as a shock to us, even though it shouldn't. I mean, 96 years old, that's a hell of a run. But it is going to be kind of odd. No, No longer we can say, God save the queen. God save the king. I'd like to raise a glass, one to Charles III. And Elizabeth II. And Elizabeth II. Charles III finally got a job. He's employed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the Mount Vernon Ladies Association bought the estate from George Washington's great-grand-nephew in 1958. John Augustine Washington III formerly took own ownership of the, uh, Mount Vernon in 1850. Uh, but he'd been prior operations for the estate for nearly a, a decade prior. 
And the, the first person that brought electricity into Mount Vernon was Mr. Thomas Edison, the inventor of the light bulb in uh, 1916. And then, also another fun fact, Henry Ford donated a built-to-order fire truck effectively creating the Mount Vernon Fire Department. Because apparently they didn't have one, and it being out in the, you know, kind of out in the sticks, they needed one. So he's got some pretty, uh, Mount Vernon has some pretty uh, interesting and important uh, people next to it. Well, besides those important people, yes, Edison did bring electricity and Ford gave them a fire truck. But... You know, George Washington died in 1799. And some are saying laryngitis, but it was always something with his throat. Why? Because he actually was out in the damp. And he was in one of his gardens. And when he came in, he was soaking wet, but he sat down at the table and had dinner at a certain time. As he always has. He was a very regimented man. He had his routine. He set he his life. routine. Well, man, you've got to consider that he, that famous picture of him crossing over the Potomac with his men to do a surprise attack on the, um, the English. It was a Delaware dipshit. Or Delaware, yeah. But still, man, you see that picture, and the picture doesn't even do justice of what they had to had to go through to get you know to do no. the surprise attack. Do you remember? Um, there was a painting of Washington kneeling at Valley Forge in the winter, praying. Yeah. I mean, to me, that was like one of the most impressive portraits I've ever seen. Why? Because he put his faith into God, not just man. He knew there had to be a higher power. Yeah, he's a very faithful man, that's for sure. Because, I mean, he was back in the day when, oh man, there was so much stuff going on and they were trying to build a country and they needed guidance and... Um, well, they did it. Yeah. We're still here. And to tell you the truth, every time Washington's services were requested, he came. But sadly, he loved Mount Vernon, and that was his home. And apparently, he is still there. Do tell. Ghost stories for decades by visitors and staff at the home of George Washington in Mount Vernon. What I found interesting was the account that was from the Mount Vernon Ladies Association. They raised $200,000 back in the 1850s to buy that. Big sum in the 1850s. And do you know what happened? What? The men scoffed at them. Uh, Of course they would. Men? You damn men. Yeah... Damn those men. But they got it done. I mean, that's the most important part. They saved us. And they saved one of the most national treasures. Always a woman, right? Yes, (laughs) ma'am. 
But I mean, all right, I'm going to throw the cards on the table. Mount Vernon is in Virginia. It was a plantation. And what kids is on a plantation? Slaves. Slaves. Yes, George Washington was a slave owner. We do not condone slavery, but that was part of life. That was part of life. And actually, on his deathbed, he freed a lot of his slaves. Well, they're pretty much a little late, but... Hey, you know, 1799. But the beauty of it came at, it was like when Mary Custis, Washington, freed the remainder of the slaves. Mm-hmm. Do you know when? When she died. And why? She did it a year before she died. Because she was afraid that she was going to get killed. So they would get free. So tell us about the ghost. Well, the Ladies Association actually had, there was two women that spent the night in the bed of George Washington in his room. In his, in the chambers of George Washington. Apparently what happened was they heard the clanking of the sword on the floor being dragged. Huh. Now a sword, a military sword actually is with the sheath and the metal tip does make a noise. Yes, it does. I have a, I know what a sword sounds like. I have carried a few. And when it bangs against the floorboards, Bump, 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 bump. Yeah, that'll definitely wake you up, that's for sure. So, some people have seen a full out, full body operation. Others have had, you know, just a sense that somebody was there. And then I found out that when Mount Vernon went into disrepair, scavengers came along and tried to desecrate his tomb. How dare they? They actually had his coffin, which was velvet. Line? Vel well, the outside of the casket. Draped with velvet? Yeah. Oh, and, um, well, I mean, it wasn't for display. It's supposed to be on display. And um, grave robbers have been going in there taking souvenirs of the casket. That's just tacky. It is. And of course, the inside of me, I was thinking, I wonder what a piece of that material would go for in the open market. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to. You'd have to have it proved. You'd have to have provenance with it. I know. All the proof, because otherwise, they got forgery. You're faking it. It's just Otherwise, a they'd be like, hey, I got this this uh, felt from George Washington's uh, coffin. Coffin. You know, like, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Right, buddy. Beat it. <laughs> like a relic. Mm -hmm. Like how many finger bones of St. Cuthbert are there floating around? <laughs> he must mm. have had 500 fingers. Well, I don't know. I mean, the only thing they're going to get from that is bad mojo. Mm -hmm. That ain't be good karma in there. Did I tell you about the really cool glasses Paige put our cocktails in tonight? And these are like little skull goblets. This young lady over here really gets into Halloween. <laughs> it's your round. <laughs> huh, baby doll, huh, Jeffrey? Mm-hmm. It just reminds me of, is it the Vikings said, uh, 
something about drinking. Um, um, drinking from the from skulls, the skulls of, of my enemies. Yeah, drinking from the skulls of your enemies. Okay, so, not a real work. skull, but it's uh, kind of. It's a skullish. It's a skull. Yeah, you want a real skull? We can find one or two or three. It's gonna cost us a bit, but we can find one. Nah, I don't have that many enemies, and it's got to be your enemy. Oh well, it's kind of hard to get your enemies. Mm-hmm. So tell me more about these ghost ghost right. sightings, because I heard he's kind of he travels. He is a traveling ghost. Thank you for bringing that up. Now, as you're aware of, um, when George Washington was inaugurated president, his mother, the, she bought, he bought her a house in Fredericksburg. Right. So he's been spotted inside of that house. And then, do you know what was really weird? What? During the American Civil War, he was spotted up in New York. Really? Um, Broadway. Now they Broadway. had... Yeah, uh, during the Civil War, with the Irish and the other immigrants, there was what was known as the draft riots. Okay. The poor go in the army, and the rich can buy themselves out. Mm-hmm. That's still going on? Well, we don't have a draft. No, but we did. Um, yeah, it wasn't so voluntary back then like it is now. I knew it kind of conscripted. Mm. Dealing with that, though, the rioters were really tearing up Manhattan. So they called out the militias. Then all the soldiers were lined up, and they heard fixed bayonet. And they looked over, and they saw a man in a tri-corner hat on a steed, on a white horse. Oh, nice. Dressed in a Revolutionary War uniform. Uh-oh. Fixed bayonets. Fixed bayonets. That means it's on. It's on. It's on like Donkey Kong. And I think, I, I mean, eventually the uh, riots were quelled. But that was the first sighting. The second one was in 1863 in a little town in Pennsylvania called Gettysburg. Uh. But he was sighted at Gettysburg? Yeah. In his tricorn hat? In his tricorn hat, wearing a Revolutionary War uniform. Interesting. Now, the only reason I really believe that is because I did find some documentation that Joshua Chamberlain, the commander of the 20th Maine, witnessed this this, uh, spectral sighting. Oh, really? What happened was the 20th Maine was going towards the town of Gettysburg. Mm-hmm. But the maps were really crappy. Of course. And if they didn't have anything, then there was a fork in the road, so they were deciding which way to go. Right, left, right, left, right. Then... Did they flip a coin? No, they did not flip a coin. Oh, come on. Oh, okay. A horse shows up with a gentleman with a tricorder hat on, wearing a Revolutionary War uniform. He pulls a sword out of the scabbard and points in the direction on which way to go. So they followed him. This was the Union Army? The Union Army. Now, the only reason I think he chose the, the, the uh, preservation for the Union was not so long ago, we had the American Revolution to fight for our own freedoms. Mm-hmm. And I know that during the Civil War, 
for, uh, Mount Vernon was occupied by Union forces. Oh, really? Hmm. Especially when that when it's a period like that, when that time came on. After they started maneuvering into Virginia, mm-hmm. they crossed the Potomac, and they that they, they established a foothold in Washington. And so, with that, he has been seen numerous times in Fredericksburg as well as in Mount Vernon. Fredericksburg, because that's where mom lived. Yeah. Visiting mom's house. Now, I know he had a really close relationship with his mother. So, therefore. Hmm? That makes sense. But he likes to travel around, apparently. Well, Spectral I mean, traveling. Well, you're talking what? Seventeen ninety nine. Yeah. Because I mean, it, there the is thing, a, the thing was when he when he appeared to uh, you know soldiers and whatnot, he it seems like he appeared to do it you know in a good way, and probably and in that good way probably changed you know the uh, course of history. The course of history. He helped the, He helped preserve the union. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the father of our country. Yep. Yes, President he is. Number, El Presidente number one. Now, say what you want about the man. He did a lot of great things. I mean, we're, nobody's perfect. Nobody's perfect. But I'm thinking it's because of the desecration of his grave. He's pissed. I would be too. You know. Well, after his death in 1799, um, a morning nation wanted to honor their first president by burying him at the United States Capitol building in Washington, D.C., but that never happened. In his last will and testament, George Washington included explicit instructions to be entombed at his home in Mount Vernon, Virginia. He also left provisions for a new brick tomb to be constructed, which wasn't completed until 1831. But now inside that new tomb, two mar two marbles sarcophagus. Yeah, are marked. You know the the resting place of resting place of uh, George Washington and his wife. Now we went to that. Paige and I saw that, and it's really a really nice. It's nice too. It's yeah, very nice. Yeah. Now I went to Mount Vernon when I was in the Cub Scouts. So that was years ago. Yeah, well, it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> but we still, I went to Mount Vernon. It was our trip to Washington. And I think I also went there on a ninth grade field trip. Did you learn anything? Not no. a damn thing. In the ninth grade, there was no. a there was a girl. There's a, always a girl. Uh-huh. <laughs> Road trip. Who wore these very, shorts? Very, we're going to a Short very. Shorts. We're uh, going to a very important museum of the father of our country. Oh wait, there's a girl over there. <laughs> <laughs> That's typical boy. Typical teenage boy. I mean, come on, you know. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, father of our country. Look at that butt. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yes. 
Now, it was just um, an impressive building to see. It's got a beautiful view of the river. And the gorgeous mm -hmm. gardens in the oh, back. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We now, went there on Christmas Day a couple of years ago. They were actually open on Christmas Day. I they bet still you know, it was like having a private tour. No, no it, was, it was open to the public. And it was... Still there, a good There crowd. weren't a lot of people there, were there? Yes. Oh. A lot of people there. We were, it was just the two of us on Christmas that year, and because all our kids were somewhere else, we're like, well, let's just go to Washington, D.C. and go to Mount Vernon, because they're open. So, well, you know where you're going to be spending Christmas from now on. Yes, it's your house. Oh, and not... Hear that, listeners? Not to mention that, but the um, Christmas decor at Mount Vernon at the visiting center was incredible. The Christmas trees that they decorated. Oh, yeah. Really? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they really, they decked it out. Of course, you know, it was um, a lot of, uh, you know, very American, kind of... Uh, Patriotic. Yeah. You know, because it's Mount Vernon, come on. Yeah. If you want to go someplace pretty for Christmas for historicals, go to Colonial Williamsburg. It's you know, my father-in-law is coming into town, and I think that's where we were going to go. When's he coming into town? For Christmas. Well, he's coming in before. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, go take him to Colonial Williamsburg, because they do, they deck out the town in colonial style, and it's not your typical, it's not what we call Christmas, but it's really pretty. I know. That wreath on the wall is inspired by a wreath I saw down Colonial. Now, Paige actually does really cool craft work. She's one of those women that can actually just cat her whatever her eyes sees or hands can do. Sometimes. I was imp I'm impressed with that. Yeah, that I was inspired by a wreath I saw at the Christmas at Colonial Williamsburg. Yeah, and I think um you know, that was before all the Santa Claus stuff, so it's you know, just kind of, you know, old fashioned. They do a lot of, they use a lot of the um natural stuff. For their wreaths. Yeah. In the decor, which makes it really pretty. So no Santa Claus, no elves. No elf on the shelf. No elves on the shelf, shelf, thank God. The dumbest thing they ever came up with. No. But they need a Krampus now. Yeah. What? <laughs> they need Krampus. No Krampus. No, we're going to discuss this in December. Uh, we're going to do Yuletide Monsters in uh, December. Because there's more than one. Oh, I'm sure of that. Yeah. Well, I have a friend of mine over here for do that one because she has she's like an encyclopedia of that stuff. So I would like that. Let's see if I see if I can talk her into doing it. We've got some exciting shows coming up though. We've got the Bigfoot show. Yes, and we got one yeah. on witches. We got one on witches. And then we got one on zombies. Halloween. And Halloween. Oh, there's many on Halloween. We're gearing up for Halloween. And so, like I said, we're going to be looking at Ghosts of Virginia for the time being for the rest of the month of September. Virginia's haunted. It is a spooky-ass area. Well, we do need to touch on uh, some of the ghosts down in NOLA and uh, Louisiana. NOLA meaning New Orleans. Yeah, that's another spooky area. Oh, I love New Orleans. I know, I oh, know. Oh, it's in my blood. <laughs> you are a local girl. I'm not local to NOLA. 
You just grew up there. No, I just went there a lot. I went. I went to the. Um, I went to New Orleans a lot growing up. Mm. As a young girl. Mm-hmm. A young woman. High school. High school, junior high. College. All throughout my entire life, I went to New Orleans a lot. Well, I went to Canada a lot since I was living in, up, in upstate New York, growing up in upstate New York. Ooh. I grew up in southwest Louisiana, which was just an interstate drive down, the, down to New Orleans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I did not get to New Orleans until I was actually stationed at Fort Polk. Fort Polk, yeah, well, I was there because I went there a lot because I was going to the doctor. Oh, no. Really? Really. Because that was a special case. <laughs> You're special, all right. Well, yeah. <laughs> I said I'm a little bit of freaky. I'm a freak of nature. If I said I'm a freak of nature, believe me, I'm a freak of nature. Oh, honey, you can't be any worse than I was. She got horns growing out of her head. I had tentacles growing in my neck. And horns on her head. No horns, just tentacles in my neck, okay? Henry's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? <laughs> No. I've been written up in medical books. So you actually had tentacles coming out of your neck. They were inside. Oh. They didn't know it until you opened me up and said, oh, look at this. Jeez, what was your mom and dad feeding you? <laughs> in vitro, right? In yeah. vivo? Or actually in utero? I, you know, I don't know what mama was on. But yeah, I was freaking nature. <sighs> Take tell you the story one was, day. Was that a hereditary thing? No. Okay, so you're I, just special. Yeah, I'm very special. All right, all I right. I had a thyroglossal cervical cleft. Big word, about this long. Okay, Paige has got me beat. <laughs> I'm sorry, I never had tentacles growing in my neck. <laughs> yeah. I had a learning disability, but that was another story. I was one of those that was labeled in the 70s in the grassroots. Special. I'm, you're still special, Henry. No doubt. Mm. <laughs> you're special to us. I know. <laughs> and I'd like to say thank you to our new listeners <coughs> in Denmark. I know. We're actually going really global now. Yeah, I hope we're not freaking you out too much. <laughs> what is the correct pronunciation to say the greetings in uh, Denmark is hey, hey? I have no clue. That's something you can look up. Jeffrey, would you look that up? Denmark greeting? Yes, a a Danish um, greeting. I think it's hey, hey. Heck. You caught me on the spot now. All right, well, let's see. Well, (laughs) hey is hello. Hey! So I guess two hey's could be hello, hello. Hey, hey. <laughs> well, a hey to all of our friends in Denmark. And we say farvel, which is goodbye. And farvel. 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 With a V. Uh, I would like to say thank you again for listening to us and taking the time. Also, our listeners in France. Sweden. It's a Sweden. Austria. Austria. 
And the UK. And UK. And yes, our condolences to the UK. Always. She had a long run. Well, long live the king. And I'd like to say goodnight to everybody. Thanks again. Take care. Bye-bye.